You are tuned in to CFCR 90.5 FM. This is Punch Radio, and it's time for the nerdy news. Uh, in the studio today, we have Tony and Kathy and Jody and Dave and Brennan. And by the miracle of pre-recording, we will hear from Hank and Craig and their picks of some cool books that they've been reading. It's actually a very heavy reading episode today. Uh, Brennan's got some cool graphic novels that maybe you didn't know were movies and vice versa. Um, I'm going to talk about Chew is one comic, but uh, Dave and I have both read uh, the new uh, issue from uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, Pulp, and I think Tony read it too. So uh, we're going to like let you know how incredibly awesome that is. But to kick things off, Tony and Kathy, Kathy. have Lego news. So Tony, Kathy, what's new in the world of Little Bricks? Well, the last time we actually talked about Lego, we kind of started with the stuff that's coming out, uh, kind of the, um, the summer Lego is coming out, and we talked a little bit about some stuff, but we never actually got to finish, so I kind of wanted to kind of finish off from last week's Lego that we talked about. One thing I want to talk about right now, really quickly, is I don't know if we talked about, it's the big Nintendo system that's coming out. Uh, we talked a little bit about Nintendo, about the big system. Now, I just want to say that it's $300, and I'm so on the fence that I don't know what to do. It's actually, I don't sleep at night thinking about whether or not I'm gonna spend that $300 on this awesome piece of Lego. Is it $300 Canadian or $300 US? I think it's $300 Canadian, I believe, oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, so that is my big, the big thing about Lego right now is wondering if I should buy it. So Kathy, should I buy it? <laughs> well, <laughs> besides that coming out, there are, there's another huge set that we might wanna spend money on. Yeah. So, we didn't get to talk about Lego Ideas. Lego Ideas is a cool thing with Lego where fans build a set, they submit it to Lego, it goes on a website, people vote on these sets. Uh, as soon as your set gets 10,000 votes from other Lego Ideas people, it goes to the Lego experts and they decide which of those 10,000 vote sets get made. August 1st, they're releasing a grand piano that actually plays and you can use the power up function and it can auto play music or you can actually play a tune with this piano, uh, but it's $449. So, so is it set to actually play sounding like a piano or does it sound like an old like tiny piano?
it has 20 songs. All right. Well, I, I think this next one we're going to talk about might be a buy. What's this one here? The Seinfeld Apartment. <laughs> I don't like Seinfeld. <laughs> I've never liked Seinfeld. I think it's a bunch of people that are just mean to other people in themselves. So I've never really liked Seinfeld. So this is an out for me. But tell me why are they making a Seinfeld piano? Someone, or a Seinfeld piano would be good too. <laughs> Seinfeld <laughs> Apartment. Yes. Uh, so there are three other sets got approved to be made. Uh, that were fan build sets got approved to be made. One is Seinfeld Apartment because of the 30th anniversary of oh. Seinfeld is this year. So if you've seen other Lego idea sets where they have like the City Perks set with friends or the Big Bang set that's like their apartment. It's just an apartment setting. Yeah. yeah like it's all a, three, like, well, the coffee, the City Perks was the coffee and then yeah. this is more of like a, a yeah. Seinfeld's apartment. Which is pretty boring, but okay, go on. <laughs> but you get like the little guys. Like, so basically, you're spending like two hundred dollars. I think it's about one hundred and twenty dollars. So something like that. It's got yeah. like a little lane and a little Jerry and little Kramer. And, yeah. yeah. So basically, it's just a little. Yeah, that's lame. So these these other three last ones are not on the Lego site yet, so we don't know exactly how much they're going to be. Just related to other things they've relate they've released. So, um, Home Alone. House is coming out also. I'm guessing this is going to be more of a Christmas release. Seems like it would be more of a Christmas thing to come out. So it's the McAllister house. It opens kind of neat. Uh, unlike other Lego houses where the back is open, like you see the front, and then you turn it around and the back is open. This one will fold open in spots or slide open. Um, and, and you can put bad guys down the stairs and you can swing paint cans at them and awesome. stuff like that. So that Home, Alone, Home Alone could be a buy. That could Maybe. be a buy. So, oh, but, and Lego typewriter. The Lego, oh, the Lego typewriter. What is that? So this is an old timey typewriter that- <gasps> I've the, seen this, yes. Yeah. The, the fan submission is not motorized, but I feel like once the experts get to it, they, they are going to want to motorize that. Like, they'll, like they did with the piano, they'll want to add a power up function and make it kind of work in some way. Cool. That so would, you can be a good use of power. And you can find, you can see all these pictures of all the stuff that they're doing just on the, the all Lego, kinds of fan sites. And Lego ideas. Lego idea sites. You can check yeah. those out. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to talk about Lego wise today? I got uh, like kind of, did we talk about the little, uh, the little art that they were making? The art pictures? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that last time. So I'm still on the fence. Don't know if you're going to fit that one. Of that uh, Marilyn Monroe one, the, um, uh, the guy with the white hair. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure about that one. I might get that. Can I mention one other Lego Ideas thing? Sure. That I might be no excited. So this is not approved yet, but this is just on the docket for people to ban, uh, vote for. Um, it's, I, actually, I think this one's in the expert approval stage, you know, like they're deciding. It's got 10,000 votes and they're deciding. Uh, the Rosebud Motel from Schitt's Creek. <gasps> oh, well, I would 100% cool. buy that if yeah. it gets approved. That, that would, would be, be awesome. That would be awesome. A little David. Yeah. All right. There you go. Lego. Now everybody knows everything about Lego they need to know this week. On Lego news. <laughs> if you have my extra money, you want to spend. Lego news. We're good. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Thanks, guys. Well, we'll uh, throw things over to uh, Hank and Craig. Uh, like I said, they've been reading some books. And uh, yeah, uh, Hank's just read the Jim Carrey book. And Craig has also been busy with some Hollywood kind of books as well. So uh, yeah, take it away, fellas.
Thanks, Jody. It's Craig Siliphant and Hank Cruz here. And uh, yeah, we've got some stuff to talk about today. We've been uh, sharing our awesome farmer's tans, which you can't see over the radio, but let me just assure you that they are awesome. Epic. Epic. So uh, what, do you, uh, what do you got this week, Hank? What have you been watching, reading, doing, eating? Well, you know that uh, sometimes I read. I read occasionally. I, I read some words. So uh, that Jim Carrey guy, you know, he's like an actor, right? And then, of course, now he's uh, quite, the, quite the artist. I quite enjoy his, uh, his political works that he was doing there. It was pretty good. Uh, as it turns out, he wrote a book. Um, but not like the book that I thought he was going to write. It's called Memoirs and Misinformation uh, by Jim Carrey. And uh, he also had Dana Vachon uh, help him out on the book. I assumed it was going to be like an autobiography kind of thing. Not really. It's, um, well, here's the little write-up that uh, on the book. So, like, meet Jim Carrey. Sure, he's an insanely successful and beloved movie star, drowning in wealth and privilege, but he's also lonely, maybe past his prime, maybe even getting fat. He's tried diets, gurus, and cuddling with his military-grade Israeli guard dogs, but nothing seems to lift the cloud of emptiness even the sage advice of his best friend, actor, and dinosaur skull collector Nicholas Cage isn't enough to pull Carrie away. He's got to get out of his slump. But then Jim meets Georgie, the love of his life, and with the help of auteur screenwriter Charlie Kaufman, he has a role to play in a boundary-pushing new picture that may help him uncover a whole new side of himself. Finally, his Oscar vehicle. Things are looking up. But the universe has other plans. Bum, bum, bum. So he's taken a thousand things out of his real life to put in here and crafted a really weird artistic book that covers, uh, you know, acting, um, agent, celebrity privilege, friendship, romance, addiction, Scientology, uh, personal uh, things about, and even uh, a bunch of stuff about Canada in there as well. And uh, I don't want to ruin the ending, but things take a turn, and let's just say alien invasion, okay? Apocalyptic things are going to happen in this book. And uh, if I was to give it one of my famous out of 100 ratings, I, you know, I'd give it about an 89, 89. It was, it was a great read, but weird, unexpected. And uh, I hope he does more of this stuff. It was pretty good. That's high praise. Well, I guess that makes sense, though. I mean, uh, he is a you know, creative guy. So why, why write a straight up memoir when you could uh, throw a stick of dynamite into the whole <laughs> And at, uh, near, near the end of the book, he's hanging out with, uh, with Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks and uh, the aliens are coming. And like, there's just all this like, <laughs> it's just, it's great. You should read it. Yeah, I, I recommend it. I highly recommend it. It's a mescaline. You, uh, you, uh, you read too, right? Occasionally, right? You've probably read a book. I do read occasionally. I'm I'm usually reading a number of books at the same time. I'm a I'm a I'm a Renaissance man, much like Jim Carrey. Um, I am reading a book right now. I'm not finished it yet, but uh, I, I feel like I can talk about it. And it's called Final Cut, um, and it's uh, written by uh, Stephen Bach. And it's about the making of a movie called Heaven's Gate. Have you heard of this movie? Oh yeah. Well, Heaven's Gate. Uh, was an, a 1980 Western film that was directed by Michael Cimino, uh, loosely based on the Johnson County War, sort of portraying a fictional dispute between land barons and uh, European immigrants in Wyoming. Chris Christopherson, Christopher Walken, Isabel Hubert, Jeff Bridges, John Hurt, and the list goes on of you know uh, great actors that were in it, uh, including Willem Dafoe, 
who you can kind of just see in a scene because he got fired from the movie for laughing at a joke a grip told. And so <laughs> if you know anything about this movie, you know that Michael Cimino was Hollywood's new golden boy. He made Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, and then he made uh, uh, The Deer Hunter, which like garnered a bunch of Oscars and pretty much put him to the top of the, the heap and you know allowed them to uh, you know made the studio go hey we'll give you do whatever you want you get final cut go nuts and then he made this movie that like is pretty much like one of the most famous movies of all time for how much it costs to make uh, the experience of making the movie how long it took and then how hard it flopped so final cut uh is written by a guy named stephen bach who was one of the executives that like produced the movie and is taking sort of in a joking way like culpability for you know what uh what happened with the whole thing and that like it's it's a really crazy story it uh i mean the movie itself sort of ultimately shut down united artists which was a studio that was started by like charlie chaplin and and uh and those guys uh, mary pickford uh and then uh it like cost like a ton of ton of money to make and then of course like it flopped hard really like it's one of the biggest disasters in hollywood history that's also one of the least seen films uh in that sort of like in hollywood history really and i happen to i actually just watched the like four hour cut of it a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. uh and uh, it's actually like it's been sort of reevaluated as a film uh mostly starting in europe and if you approach the film on its own like terms it, it, like it's it's a really good movie but like if not, if you're sort of just looking for like Tombstone or another kind of fun shoot 'em up Western or even even a dramatic Western, it's definitely like taxing. So, uh, but there's some crazy stories behind this movie that that are in the book. Like uh, I mentioned the Willem Dafoe story. There's a um, there's a there's a, an anecdote where like they had built this street, uh, you know, 1800s street, and they realized like, oh, the street's not big enough because we we won't be able to get the camera in here properly. So he was like, tear it all down and start again. And the production manager and some of the crew were like, well, you really only need to tear down one side <laughs> and move it back six feet. And he was like, no, 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 tear them both down and move them each back three feet. So at a cost of like over a million dollars, they tore the whole thing down and rebuilt it. it. It was like on the fifth day of shooting, he was already like four or five days overdue. Uh, there's another scene with like Chris Christopherson where they like, um he he whips a bullwhip uh, some guys wake him up and he'd been drinking and he, he whips a bullwhip it took them like 54 takes and a full day to shoot what is one second of action in the film so like that kind of insanity uh people talking about the director holding a loaded gun to their head and stuff and so the book really just looks at like not only the making of this movie but just how things in hollywood kind of work or at least did you know around 1980 what uh, work did he get after that? Or was that like it? He was shunned from Hollywood after that. He was pretty shunned for a while. He did make more movies. And I think it was like, I forget what year it was. Uh, I want to say Year of the Dragon was his, like the next movie oh. that he made, uh, which I think was, I want to say 84. So it definitely like uh, ultimately kind of tanked his career. Uh, like he, had, he did make a few more movies. Uh, after that but uh, yeah you're the dragon in 85 that's what it was uh and then he made the sicilian which was uh from a mario puzo novel uh the film bombed as well and then he directed a remake of the desperate hours in 1990 with anthony hopkins and mickey rourke 
again, another box office disappointment. And then I think his last feature was 1996's Sun Chaser with Woody Harrelson, uh, which was uh, nominated uh, for the Palm Door that year, but it ended up being released straight to video. So yeah, he, he so Deer Hunter was really good. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know, takes over and and it sort of derailed a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, anyway. Um, it's an interesting movie to watch if you've got that kind of time, but either way, it's one of those ones where it's so fascinating, the story behind it. And so the book final cut, uh, by Stephen Bach is, uh, you know, well worth reading for anybody that's into like Hollywood lore or that kind of thing too. So yeah. I'm so, going to check it out. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's it definitely interesting. So, uh, we're going to throw back to Jody and everybody here. So, uh, you know, we'll talk to you guys later. Um, all right. Thanks guys. So I read something amazing this week. Um, Anything that Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips do is generally like top notch. It's always quality. The art's amazing. The writing is good. But I was especially enamored with their new book. Um, it's called Pulp. And it is a standalone volume. It is the story of this dude who uh, is a comic maker. Um, he writes Westerns and uh, he's in his old age and he's got, he's living check to check and things are just kind of not going too good. And so he gets embroiled in a bit of a heist to pull off uh, a thing to like get some good judgment against some uh, American Nazis. And then things just kind of, as they do, take a turn. Uh, but I love this because it incorporates so many things that I love. It has comics, it has Westerns, it has a heist, and it has some social justice. So I really loved it. And I told like everybody I talked to this week, like, did you read it? Did you get it? Are you getting it? Have you read it yet? And uh, I made Dave read it. So what did you think of it? I, I liked it a lot. I really like Ed Brubaker. Um, I really like Bad Weekend. Um, I really like the uh, TV series that he did with Nicholas Winding Refn, uh, uh, Too Old to Die Young. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was a big deal to me when I was watching it, but I never talked to anybody except you that had also seen that <laughs> series. So um, yeah, I mean, any, any graphic novel where you get cowboys and Nazis in the same uh, in the same story, and it actually kind of makes sense. You got the young cowboys that become the elderly Nazi fighters. Um, he makes that work, and it's a really good story. It's it's sentimental as heck too. It is. It really yeah. pulls on the heartstrings. Tony, did you have time to read this? No, I left it at work. I never read it. Okay. Uh, but I can tell you what I think of it right now. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> it's it was awesome. Reading? Yeah, reading okay. it. <laughs> Someone comes in this where I've been telling people it's really good. Joey said it's really it's good. It's on my file. <laughs> I can't wait to read it because I've heard it's so good. So I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. Um, we ordered in a lot of copies for the store and they're already gone. But we'll get more because I know I'm going to want to suggest this to way, way more people. Um, yeah, like the artwork is, is as usual, fantastic. It's really inky, really dark. It has that like film noir quality to it. Um, it's just, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's just, yeah, I'm super pumped about it. So, um, if you can get your hands on a copy, 
get it. Uh, yeah, call your local comic store and pick up a copy because it's amazing. All right. Yeah, when somebody shoots a gun in this book, it like it makes like a big flare explosion, like a flamethrower. <laughs> I've never seen that. That was a, that was a, a nice, a nice feature. It's a good effect. Um, the other book that came out this week that I was kind of excited about was Hedra by Jesse Lonergan. Um, and this is just a one shot. Uh, it's a quick read because there is no dialogue in it. Um, it's very much, I think, inspired by the work of Mobius and Chris Ware. Like the panel construction, the design, the layout of it is very, very Chris Ware-ish, but the style of the actual artwork itself is, it feels like the InCal or something like that. Um, and it tells the story of some catastrophic events that happen and on Earth and somebody goes to space to try to solve the problem and then has a whole different adventure as a result. So it's really neat to follow. Um, I, I enjoyed the, the, the amount of work in it is, is quite impressive. Um, I wasn't aware of Jesse Lonergan, but I guess he's been making comics for a while now. And this is really kind of his first uh, big splash and it came out on Image. So if again, if you can pick that one up, do so. What did you think, Dave? Uh, well, I would have to disagree that it's a quick read because when I, when I read it, like I focus on every three by three centimeter panel for a good 30 seconds before I move on <laughs> to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, so, you know, that, that means I, I didn't have a really busy day today. Uh, so you could spend 10 minutes <laughs> looking at, at what's going on, but it's a, it's a really dark event, but, uh, the comic gets a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hopes and high fives in, in, in Hedra too. Yeah. Um, it is again. Okay. So you can read it real quick but you can spend the time on it. And it's the kind of book that I know that I will go back to and I will reread it and reread it a few times. And I know that each time I read it, I'm gonna find little details that maybe I missed the first uh, read or the second read that will enhance my uh, experience and my understanding of, of the narrative. But yeah, I, I really dug it. Tony, did you read this one? Look, I was, I'm, I'm with Dave there. I, I tried to uh, read it fast, but I kind of stopped and thought, I can't read this fast. I'm just going to like sit back and enjoy it. Um, so I never read the whole thing, but I love the art. It's very heavy metal. I feel like I'm reading an old heavy metal magazine from the, from the 70s or 80s because the look of it is fantastic. The colors are awesome, uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it's it's kind of it's indulging because it looks so pretty. Mm -hmm. I have not read it, but one of my all-time favorite GI Joe comics is the Silent One Silent. with Storm Shadow, yeah. right? So, like the mm -hmm. fact that there's no dialogue, I haven't, I don't know what it's. I, I I'm psyched. I want to see it. I love, I love comics without dialogue, just because it's like an adventurous different way of doing stories so i have yet to read it but i think i'd like it there you go that's my opinion from someone that has not even seen it yet yeah. i'm sure it's great and if you haven't read that silence i think it's called silent options i think it's what it's called the gi joe comic that's a really good read too it all is also one of those ones that you 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 look at it quickly and you're kind of missing a lot of it so it's a great book it's so well written and having no 
dialogue. That's like, that's like the best thing. If you can write something without dialogue where people actually follow you, it's, you know, follow the story. It's pretty awesome. Which I would argue is like really difficult because like, I love, I love, love, love my wordy comics. And when I write stories, I make them wordy. But yet, if you can make a story without any dialogue at all or words, I think that's like way more impactful. Like that's, that's a skillful next level. Yeah, this guy's pretty amazing. It doesn't feel like a gimmick. Like after you flip the pages maybe four or five times, you're, you're not at all thinking dialogue free comic anymore. You're just into it and thinking like, this is a really good comic with a really good story. And every single page is like a beautiful poster. It's good, so pick it up if you can. Again, it's called Hedra, and it is written by Jesse Lonergan. Um, and the last two that I'll just quickly mention is uh, John Lehman has Chew, again, this is C-H-U, not C-H-E-W, and it, but it's the same world. Um, it's basically Tony Chew, psychopath. Guess what? He's got a sister, but she doesn't work for the good guys. She might be a bad guy. And then the other uh, that came out uh, this week was Lost Soldiers. This is Alice Cott's new book. Um, and it jumps around into two time frames. Basically, it's about some dudes who were together in Vietnam. And now they are uh, working on a uh, expedition in Juarez together. And they're like old dudes now. So um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that one yet. I need to read more. So I'll wait until issue one, uh, two comes out. And then I'll weigh in a little heavier on that. If, you, if it's got old dudes in it, it's probably you're probably going to like it. It's probably my wheelhouse. I do love the seniors. <laughs> Brennan, what do, what do you got for us for some graphic novels? Okay, so my plan, I want to talk about movies that are based on graphic novels that maybe you don't know about. So we know the Avengers, Thor, Black Panther, but there are a lot based on graphic novels that you might not know. Now, I cannot get my laptop to work. So my list, I don't have in front of me. So off the top of my head, these are the ones I remember as best as I, <laughs> as I can. So I apologize. Number one, uh, Old Boy. Uh, Old Boy is a Korean revenge movie. It's based on a trilogy of like the revenge series um, about a man who is not the best person. One day he wakes up and he's imprisoned in a small room for years on end and is unleashed onto the world. Brilliant. Spike Lee did the remake of it, which is great until the very end where they made the ending way happier. Watch the original. It's amazing. So check out Old Boy. Uh, American Splendor, which is based on the life of Harvey Picard, underground comic book artist who, when he wrote his comics, would like do like little sick men and stuff. And then he met Robert Crumb. Robert Crumb, of course, one of the huge figures of underground comics who liked his work and began to illustrate it. American Splendor, what I love about that movie, it was the first time that actually, like the characters seem so crazy. They don't seem real, but yet they have a scene where the actors who are playing the real people are interacting with the actual people and you realize what they're like amazing. So check that one out. Ex Machina, which I guess is a little bit more obvious as a comic movie, but really good. Check that one out. Road to Perdition, which was a huge Academy Award winner back in the day. Again, if I had my list in front of me, I would know it better, but I don't. But Tom Hanks was in it based on a graphic novel about a ex-gangster slash hitman 
who goes on his own road and, you know, has a whole mission of like self-discovery and things along that line. Which again, if my list was in front of me, I'd have more details. Uh, last one, Scott Pilgrim versus the universe slash versus the world, which I talked about last time, but it's so good. Based on a graphic novel, Scott Pilgrim meets a woman he loves and she has seven deadly exes that are coming after him and he has to fight them all off. So um, yeah, check those ones out. Uh, there's way more, but those are the ones off the top of my head that I remember. So there you go. <laughs> well, Hope well, that works. Thanks. And that wraps up uh, another episode of Punch Radio. Uh, lots to think about, lots of recommendations. Thanks, team. Thanks for tuning in. And we will chat at all of you in one week's time here on CFCR 90.5 FM.